Welcome to 5-Minute Real Estate Investing. Each day, we'll share one specific tip for active real estate investors or passive LPs in 5 minutes or less. Here's your host, Sean O'Dowd, Managing Director of Scholastic Capital. So one of the most common ways that people get started in real estate investing is with out-of-state multifamily. This is a pretty common common talk track you hear online. The rationale is, hey, the majority of the country, just from a population perspective, lives on the coast, either the East Coast or the West Coast. And those areas are very expensive to buy real estate. So it's a lot easier to buy property in the middle of the country. So it's by default out of state because the investor who lives on the coasts is not by the property they're buying in the middle of the country, out of state, and multifamily because, hey, there's one roof, not three roofs, and if one tenant moves out, that's okay because you've got other tenants who are still paying rent. So because of that rationale, which makes complete intuitive sense, a lot of -of out-of-state investors have started piling money into the Midwest in different areas. Ohio, for example, is very common and very popular for this particular thought process. Here's where it typically falls apart, though. There are real estate investors everywhere, absolutely everywhere. No matter what town you're looking at in the Midwest, there is somebody there who buys real estate themselves as an investor. Now, what does that mean? Why does this why is this important from an out-of-state multifamily perspective? Well, let's think about it. If there's a property, let's say it hits the MLS and now shows up on Zillow as a real estate investment. And now it's been on Zillow for a week, a month, and it's just kind of sitting there. What makes you or the hypothetical you as a real estate investor located on the coast think that you should buy that property and generate some sort of return from it. Because here's what happened in practice. In practice, before that home hit the market, the local agent called all of the local investors they know and said, hey, I've got a multifamily property coming. It's kind of similar to what you've bought in the past. Would you like to buy it? And since we know all of them said no, because it's now on the real estate market, we know they all passed on it. Now, now it's on the actual public real estate market and maybe the, like the big investors in the area, the guys who are buying lots of property have passed on it because they've got the call from the agent. Now all the smaller time investors in the area can see it because it's on the public market and they all have passed on it as well. That means there's probably something about that property that the local people boots on the ground who will know the area way better than you will because you're out of state has made them pass on it. So if everybody local who's a real estate investor, and there are always real estate investors locally, passed on that property, there is no reason why you, as an out-of-state investor, should be buying it. You're going to be buying the property that everybody else didn't want. Now, the common pushback I've heard to this before is, well, I'll just get good with the agent. So I get to be one of the first calls that the agent gives. And I'll, I'll be able to know whether or not it's a good deal because it's off market. The agent's calling you off market first. Maybe. The problem with that is you're out of state. You don't have a relationship with that agent. You are not taking that agent out to dinner. You're not running into the agent at the grocery store. It is going to be extremely hard as an out of state buyer without a lot of capital to deploy to become part of that agent's special secret list who's going to get the deals ahead of time. So all of this to say, I think it's extremely risky, especially if you're doing multifamily and you're doing it out of state, to be buying property that's sat on the market for a long time because it means everybody else in the area has passed on it already. 
Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. In the interim, if there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. My area of expertise slash where I'm most able to help concentrates on residential real estate and strategy. I'm the managing director of Scholastic Capital, a real estate fund that buys single family homes in highly elite school districts and then rents those homes to tenants on three plus year leases. I began my career at Boston Consulting Group, also known as BCG, and graduated with honors from the Wharton School. If there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow.